So welcome to the Henry Rosalie podcast. How are you feeling today, Henry? I hear that you um kind of looking forward to the lockdown ending and having holiday. That's absolutely right. I really feel like I need a holiday from lockdown or just a holiday, holiday, holiday. It seems that I work 24-7 and uh, I never seem to get any time off. I know that that's daft of me. I should be able to create that and carve it out. Um, and actually, I'm being a bit hard on myself because I am able to work five days a week and not work at the weekends too much. But I find I just get stuck on screen. Mm. That's the thing, just stuck mm. on some kind of computer screen or Kindle screen or smartphone mm. screen or something like that. So, yeah. And the screen's very mesmerising, isn't it? Yes, I am hypnotised. Yeah. yeah, a lot of that going on. So I wouldn't think you're the only one who fancies a holiday right now, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, not this month anyway, unfortunately. So how are different generations feeling about working remotely, do you think, Henry? I think that it's a unique experience. So you could say that every single individual, regardless of age or job role or whether they're not working at all, they will have their own unique response to it. However, there are definitely some patterns and trends that I'm noticing across my clients and across my coaches. What I'm finding is that Generation X, aged between 40 to 55, is actually doing best under lockdown conditions. Oh, that's interesting. They tend to be a generation that is more autonomous, more independent. There's slightly fewer of them in the world, especially across UK, Europe, US, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. There are just fewer of them. And I think probably they grew up when their parents opened the back door and said, get out and come back at tea time, come back when it's dark. And I think also that they were a generation that when they left home, they didn't go back. And they left home for good and went and got a job or, or travelled somewhere else. So they were very mobile, the first mobile generation, the first most independent and autonomous generations. So I'm finding that they're pretty fine. Older generations, such as baby boomers who are aged 56 to 74, they seem pretty good, but they're irked by not being able to go out and do the things they want to do. The generation that's struggling the most, strangely enough, is the youngest generation. So millennials and Gen Z our youngest talent in the workforce today are really wanting to get back to work. They're used to going into an office and they're used to a commute where they might listen to an audible or watch a movie. And they are missing that connection, which is strange because if we look at a lot of the research, we find that our youngest generations are the best at remote working. They um, have tech abilities. They're able to download apps. They very quickly and intuitively learn how to use new softwares. But they're struggling. Mm. So what about those offices? Because a lot of those modern sort of techie firms have quite fancy offices, don't they, with games rooms and relaxation areas and beanbags. So I've heard. Absolutely, yes. Um, the bigger the organisation, the more ping pong balls they have, <laughs> the more video screens, the more games and breakout rooms and sofas and cushions and all sorts and free food and lots and lots of perks. I don't see that going away. The FT, the Financial Times, has recently written about the fact that some organisations may seize on the opportunity to reduce the amount of office space that they use, because it's very expensive, especially mm. in big cities, yeah, very much so. and get more people working remotely. But there is a lot of research that has shown when we work remotely too much, 
we lose the very connection and engagement and collaboration that face-to-face working and networking, just connecting with people, really delivers. And there's research that shows that people feel they lose that sense of belonging to a community, that sense of being able to bounce ideas off people, the sense of being able to manage your time because you've got to go and see somebody or getting a proper break. So say, for example, you're on a remote meeting today, a Zoom or a Skype or another video conferencing tool, they're all available. When you finish, you're quite likely just to go and check your emails. Whereas if you're in a face-to-face meeting somewhere, you've got to travel across the building or even travel across town to get to your next meeting or get back to your original office. That makes you take a break. When you go to the loo at home, you may go straight back to work. When you go to the Mm. loo at work, you may say hi to the people on the way back to your chair, or you may have a quick creative 10 minute session by the water cooler or in the kitchen or by the coffee these things are lost when we work remotely so I would be um, betting that remote working will continue to grow and that people will still have their offices and that the biggest companies will do what they've always done create the best and most fantastic and encouraging offices to ensure that there is creativity community and a sense of momentum and real engagement So very interesting. So I want your prediction for the future. Do you think that actually the number of offices out there will reduce after this or not or stay the same? I think the number of offices will reduce. And I think over time we will have more remote working and we will have less office buildings. However, I think that there will always be a need for human beings to touch each other's skin, for human beings to feel the breath on their faces of someone else next to them, of watching people eye to eye, not through a uh, a screen, but actually face to face. I think that will always be there and we will always need it. I totally agree. Thanks very much, Henry. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.